You're listening to Men of Abundance episode 126 with PJ Jonas. And today, we're learning life lessons from goat milk stuff. (laughs) This is a fun conversation. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your host and founder of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Today we have another very fun conversation, and this is yet another great guest that was introduced to me by that amazing group of people, the amazing team over at Interview Valet. You've heard me talk about them before. They send me so many amazing people to talk to with all of these conversations. Now, if you happen to be the type of person that has a message that needs to be heard, there is quite frankly no other way to get your message heard than on a podcast that already has an audience tuning in every single episode just to hear stories exactly like yours. And those people are waiting, just waiting to hear your story. That's why they're tuning into those particular podcasts. But here's the thing. There are over 300,000 podcasts out there. How can you possibly find them all? You can do your searches, but then you don't know how to contact those individuals. The best way, the number one way podcast hosts like to get their guests is by a personal introduction from somebody else who already knows them. That's how I get my guest. I prefer getting my guest from somebody who has referred to me from somebody else who I already know. For instance, I get many pitches on Facebook. I get pitches on my website of various people who want to get on the Men of Abundance podcast, but I don't know them. I check them out. It seems like they're trying to pitch to me. It just doesn't feel right, and their background doesn't look right to me. Every single person the interview valet has sent to me has been an exact fit just like PJ is today, and you're going to hear that one. So here's what you need to do if you really want to get your message heard and you want to get onto a podcast. Get in direct contact with one of the founders over at Interview Valet, Mr. Tom Schwab. And you can do that by clicking on the link in the show notes of this episode, menofabundance.com forward slash 126, Or just go to menofabundance.com and click on the resources tab. You'll see the Interview Valet logo. Click on that link and you'll be able to get direct contact with Tom Schwab. Tell him Wally sent you and Tom or one of his team members will have a conversation with you to see if you're a good fit for any of the podcasts that they're already aligned with. They know each and every one of the podcast hosts. They know exactly how to get you on the right show to get your message heard. As a matter of fact, the same goes for you podcast hosts out there. I would encourage you to get a hold of Interview Valet to see if they have any guests that are right for your show because thanks to Interview Valet, I have interviews scheduled well into November, through November, getting into December already, and I already have recorded conversations that are going to push this show all the way out into March of 2018. That's how many guests I get from Interview Valet. So link up with Interview Valet, see what they can do for your show, see how they can help you get your message heard. 
For those of you who are brand new and just discovering Men of Abundance, I want to welcome you. I want you to go and thank whoever it is that introduced you to Men of Abundance. And if you found us in any other way other than being introduced to Men of Abundance by somebody that you know, if you found us through a search or something like that, I would love for you to contact me and let me know how you did that. What you searched for, how you found us. I'd love to have that conversation. And of course, be abundant in your life today by thanking the person who introduced you to Men of Abundance and pay it forward by sharing this with somebody else. You can do that by sharing the link directly from the website or whatever podcast player it is that you're listening to. Just click on the three dots, share it on a message, Facebook, email, whatever turns you on, man. I greatly appreciate that because that's how we get the word out about men of abundance so more people around the world can find these conversations and gain from them just like you are. So what we're talking about today is learning life lessons from goat milk stuff to live your life of abundance. You know, just when you think you have your life on track, you run into what appears to be a roadblock. But then what seems to be the worst thing that could have possibly happened to you in time shows you just what life lessons can be learned from those events and what blessings can come from those events. You know, when you have an abundance mindset, you will be able to grow from those life lessons. And that's exactly what happened to PJ Jonas and her family of 10. At one point in her life that she's going to talk about in our conversation, she was dealt a bad hand that would have devastated anyone with a scarcity mindset. But PJ turned that potential catastrophic event into life lessons for her entire family. And together they created goat milk stuff. And, well, you're just going to have to hear the rest of this story. So let me briefly introduce PJ to you. PJ Jonas is a business owner, goat wrangler, entrepreneur, and mother. After getting goats to provide healthy milk for her eight children, she decided to use some of that extra milk and make a batch of hand soap. That decision was the beginning of goat milk stuff. And that's where this story begins. PJ, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing? I am doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, when I first heard uh, your story, uh, it was introduced to me. I received it in an email, obviously through Interview Valet, another great service that really sends me a lot of amazing people to talk to. And I'm starting reading through it because I don't refer a whole lot of ladies to me. And I haven't had a whole lot of women on the show, so I really do like to look at the background and see what they have to offer. Lord knows men have so much to learn from women to begin with, but I just want to make sure that it it works with the show. And as I'm going through and I see some of the stuff that you're going to talk about today, I was literally, I was chuckling. I was laughing. I was like, this is very unique. I absolutely love it. I told my wife, I said, I cannot wait to talk to to PJ about... um, what you've got going on and, and your family, which is just beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love my life. So that's good to hear that you're excited. Well, that's what it's all about. And that's what living a life of abundance is all about. In part is, quite frankly, just living in your life in whatever it is that you do and however you contribute to humanity. And you're doing it in a very unique way. And I love the way that you found that. So where are you at? Well, oh, I am in, in southern Indiana, right about a half an hour north of Louisville, Kentucky. I have no idea where that's at. I have not been in that part of the United States at all yet. And I say yet because at one point I will get around to all the all the states. But that sounds pretty exciting. You know, I grew up on the, an island off the east coast of New Jersey. And so to be in the Midwest is not really something I had ever planned for my life. But it's where God dropped us. And uh, it's it's worked out pretty well. That's very interesting. And we're going to get into how it is that 
you ended up down there and how God decided to make that decision to drop you down there. But before we get too much into the show, I like to start the show out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, PJ? You know, I am just always so grateful for my family. They just make waking up every morning such a joy. Even even when they're being kids and bickering, they're still just just really thankful for them. Wonderful. Absolutely beautiful. And and again, that's another thing that's really a big part of my abundant life is just really cherishing family and putting more focus on that. So before we got started here, I just talked very briefly about what it is that you do. I didn't get too personal because here at Men of Abundance, we like for the abundant leader to really get personal themselves and show a little bit more about us. But we know that you are a goat wrangler, an entrepreneur, a mother. We're going to really get into that. But Let's learn a little bit more about PJ. Let's get a little bit personal. Well, I am a homeschooling mother of eight. I uh, met my husband when we were both attending the University of Virginia. We had no idea we were going to have eight children at that time. I I knew I wanted a large family, but uh, we hadn't quite settled on eight. Although I did say I wanted an even number of children, so I did that. That did work out that way. You know, that was kind of how it all started. Just just the two of us back at the University of Virginia, and and kind of dreaming big about what our future was going to be. Why is it that you made the decision? Where did the even number come from? You know, I just, I, I let, wanted them all to be able to pair up, you know, and when you have an odd number, usually somebody's left out. Um, and that's a, a difficult place to be. I was kind of, I had two best friends in high school, so there were three of us. So it always kind of felt like someone wasn't able to do something or, or was left out. And I was like, that's it. You know, I just want, I want a large number of children and I want an even number of children. So nobody has to be left out. That's very interesting. I like that concept. And I like the idea of not wanting to have anybody left out. So, you know, ultimately you got into goat wrangling and I have no idea what that is or what it entails. I'm very excited to learn more about what that is. But it seems to me in all the conversations that I've had that anybody who ends up on on a drastic end, like you said, you started in one place of the world and in your life and somehow you ended up in another place. Generally, that has something to do with some sort of a kick in the gut moment. Not always, but I found that generally it does. But in either case, I would love for you to share with us a kick in the gut moment that you've experienced in your life and kind of really make us feel that? Well, so let me give you a little bit of background about the goats. So I'd gotten goats for, uh, because I wanted the healthy raw milk for the children. In the state of Indiana, you cannot legally buy raw milk. You, the only way you can get it is either kind of underground or um, if you have your own. So I, I got my own goats. We were milking them. And um, I, I ended up making soap for the family with the goat milk because um, I didn't want all the chemicals on their skin. So when I made the soap, um, I put it in the shower and my husband's finger stopped cracking and splitting. And that was a trouble he'd always had for years and years. Okay, so I, I kind of had this like, okay, well, you know, that's really cool. That's it's awesome. This is the best soap ever. But I was still having children. I wasn't really ready to do anything with it yet. Um, but I kind of just kind of filed it away in the back of my head. And then so <laughs> fast forward a couple of years and we went to visit my parents and we drove a big diesel vehicle, a Sprinter, if anybody's familiar with them. Um, we actually still drive them now. And what happened was we went and got gas and um, we filled up with diesel and went to where we we're going. And when we came out, the vehicle wouldn't start. Well, it turns out they had put gasoline in the diesel pump. So when mm-hmm. we pumped the diesel in, it was actually gasoline. And so 
they managed to fix it, managed to get it running and told us, okay, you need to get home. And I really wouldn't stop anywhere. So we drove straight home from Florida to Indiana and got into the driveway and the vehicle died. Okay. That started a six month process of trying to get this vehicle repaired. So, you know, they would say, okay, well, this is broken. We'd give them permission to fix that. And then once they got that working, it would point to something else that was a problem. Turns out after the six months that the total repair bill came to $9,000. And as a single income family of 10, we did not have $9,000. And so I, um, you know, prayed about it and prayed about it. And I was like, you know, nothing was, I really wasn't getting any answers. And I had just bought enough ingredients to make about a year's supply of soap for the family. And so I was like, all right, Lord, I'll just, you know, make some soap, try and sell some of it, see if I can raise some, some money for food, that kind of thing. And uh, so we did that. And what happened was, can only be described as, you know, a God <laughs> moment because it just went crazy. The the feedback, everything we were hearing, and that was really how um, our business launched. And I none of that ever would have happened without that push from the vehicle being broken down. And and God knew that it had to be like baby step because if they had told us at the beginning that it was a nine thousand dollar repair bill, we you know we would have trashed the vehicle. There's no way we would have gone forward with that. So mm-hmm. He had to take this, you know, what at the time seemed like this horrific event. Oh my gosh, how could we have you know gotten this far and you know build this big and destroy the vehicle into what pushed us into the life we now live. I call that divine intervention. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know, and I'm here to tell you, men of abundance, there's something about these events that happen for us. And we always have the mindset that most people have the mindset that why did this happen to me? Why do these things continue to happen to me? Well, we're not going to get into the whole reason as to why that continues to happen to you. That's a whole different show. But when you reframe it, and say, my goodness, this just this amazing thing just happened for me. It's hard in the moment, but ultimately, there you have it. This it, happened for you. This happened for your family. And look at where you're at now. So where's the business at now? I mean, so here you guys are out here herding goats and milking goats. How does that whole process work? <laughs> That's a loaded question. I'm you sure know, it is. Yeah, we started out with two goats, just you know, milking it for the family, and then we ended up with four goats, and then we ended up with you know eight goats. And so I learned this was before we started the the business to make cheese for the family. I learned how to make fudge for the family, ice cream, all that sort of stuff, and so um, and soap, obviously. And so when it when goat milk stuff was born, and we and we started said, okay, you know, we're going to start making money from this. Um, it was really a matter of translating what we had been doing for us into something that we could share with the public. And so a lot of that has been figuring out how to manage the growth, right? Because it's easy to do it on a small scale for yourself. But when you're when you're growing and you're growing faster than you necessarily uh, are prepared for, there's a lot of challenges in that. The coolest thing I, I like about this whole thing, so obviously your family's involved in all of this as well. I've seen your website I see your kids out there with the goats. And again, I said this at the beginning, really, truly a beautiful family. I'm looking at the the uh, family photo here with the goat. What's the goat's name? I think that's fashion is usually probably the one you're looking at. <laughs> I love it. It's just beautiful. And you're all involved in it. How do the kids um, assist and help out with the business and, and just everyday life out there? 
Well, the kids are integral to the business. They We really literally could not run this business without them. They've been involved from the beginning. They are involved in making every business decision. We have a family meeting when we do it. They're all involved with the finances. You know, okay, do we want to invest in a new building? Do we want to increase the number of goats? All of those um, decisions. They've gotten paid from the beginning, so they've had to learn how to manage their finances. They pay their own taxes, um, all of that. They all have their own retirement funds. They all manage all of that. Um, and then as far as the individual day-to-day working, everybody kind of has their area of responsibility. Um, you know, there's jobs that that people don't necessarily want to do that need to be done. So it's not that they only do what they like, but they're certainly uh, gifted in different areas. So I have I have some boys that just work out in the barn with the goats. That's where they want to be. I have some that work in the kitchens. I have some that work just in the soap room. Uh, my daughter, you know, oldest daughter does a lot of the social media and, and tours and that sort of thing. And then my youngest two, my two little girls, um, who right now are, are nine and 10, work in the, we have two farm stores. We have our farm store and a sweet shop. And so they greet all the customers and, and serve the customers and ring them all up and stuff. So that's always fun to watch people react to uh, <laughs> giving a nine-year-old their credit card and, and mm-hmm. processing their payment. Um, we've had some funny stories with, with some of those reactions. But, you know, I try very much to uh use their gifts that God has given them to to benefit the business while you know not just sweeping their weaknesses under the rug but giving them some things to help them grow in those areas as well. That is just wonderful. One of the points that I want to make that you said and I love that you said that because what you said was that they don't love every pro- process, every part of the process, but they all have to do their part, but you do are focusing on and capitalizing on their unique skills. And I love that so much because just today, the day that we're having this conversation right now is June 16th. And just today I launched episode 88. And the topic was, I love the outcome, but not all of the process. And but it's part of that process that you have to do. And I really love that. It's just interesting that you mentioned that because that was what was on my mind today as I launched that episode. But the other cool thing that I love about what you're doing is you're homeschooling. And I'm very, very big on education. I'm just big on, I just like proper education. I like education that matters. I don't like education in the sense of just teaching kids a curriculum just because the school district says these are topics and subjects that you need to have in order to get through college or get through, you know, high school or whatever the case may be. You're teaching your kids real life skills from top to bottom that are going to go on for generations. And I just absolutely love that you're doing that. Yeah, I really wanted their education to be practical. So my husband was a junior high science teacher for a number of years. I tutored math for a number of years. And we really saw, you know, exactly what you're saying, that the education just not having any grounding in what was really important. You know, I tell I tell people all the time, you know, we, we do live in the age of Google, you know, <laughs> we can look things mm-hmm. up. We have spell check, we have calculators, you know, we we don't you know, you need to be able to estimate, but is it really important to be able to you know, do long division to the, you know, this fifth place? You know, how many people actually sit there and do that if they, you know, need something that accurately? And we spend so many hours on those types of things. And there's an opportunity cost to that, right? There's nothing wrong with long division in and of itself. But what could they be learning instead that they will, you know, not just learn, but actually retain and remember and use in the rest of their lives? So it's very much we focus on uh, teaching them how to problem solve because I, I find that that's a lack in a lot of people, you know, that ability to, 
you know, really analyze the situation, come up with different possible solutions, figure out which one is the best solution, and then put it into practice. Right. Yeah, life skills. No matter what happens, the life skills are most definitely always the best. And the resiliency skills, the being being resilient in your day-to-day activities. And I know that working on a farm, any type of farm, I've never done it for an extended period of time, but I have been exposed to it throughout my life. And it is a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, 24-7. Anytime you, matter of fact, right now, my wife and I are fostering kittens. And we fostered anywhere from, we started out with three and we've got two more that we're fostering, fostering because the fosters had to go somewhere <laughs> or one of them having surgery. So we're taking care of them. And out of the five total that we fostered, two have died. But we started out, you have to feed them every two hours. That's day and night. Yep. And I know when you have goats and you have livestock, when they have babies, you got to be out there all, all hours of the night sometimes to making sure that you're caring for the animals. And there's so many other things going on. And you truly have to be resilient in your day-to-day activities, and they're learning all of that as well. And I'm sure you learned that along the way uh, as you were getting started in the whole process as well. Well, you know, I was just I was just talking. I have one of my children is sick today. And, um, you know, I said, okay, well, you, you can rest and relax and, and whatnot, but what do you have to do that must get done today? Because that still has to get done, you know? And um, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, I say, you know, okay, when, as a mom, you know, if I'm feeling sick, I, you know, I still have to change diapers. I still have to feed the children. I can't mm-hmm. just totally, you know, separate myself. And the children really learn that with the animals. You know, I, I, I tell the story of how, you know, my, my son, um, who years ago was the primary milker, of the, of the goats, you know, he got a stomach bug and I can remember him being out there, you know, vomiting in between goats while he would milk the goats because, (laughs) um, he was the only one who was able to do it at that time. And so, you know, you, the, you learn that there's something, you know, you can learn that with God, but with animals, it's very practical that there's something bigger than yourself. There's something, you know, that you have to put ahead of yourself. And I love it because I think it's going to make them such better spouses someday because they know how to sacrifice their own needs for someone that, you know, is relying and dependent upon them. Right. Absolutely. And we do learn that through God. But God teaches us through the animals and is teaching you through the animals. That's my belief. He's, he's put these systems in place for us to learn from. And I truly believe that I can just imagine your son out there. And I'm th- picturing one of my boys doing that. And I have to admit, they're not trained to do that. And and I can imagine the, the complaints and the gripes and stuff because just to go get up and go to school with a stomachache is, is, a, is a task. But um, to be out there with the goats and milking the goats and working – well, much respect, a lot of respect <laughs> for sure, really, for all of you. Yeah, you know, and, and I've always just really kind of tried to have the long-term view um, and not treat them like, I don't know how to say this, I mean, because they're children, and obviously I, I, right. I take into account the fact that they're children, I don't expect them to act like little adults, but I'm raising mm-hmm. adults, right? I'm raising them to be adults, I'm not raising them to be children, so if I make excuses, oh, you're not feeling well, okay, you don't have to do that today, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> then then you're just making it easier for them the next time something happens for them to say, oh, I'm not feeling well, I don't think I can do that today. You know, and it's funny when you when you start to get employees working for you and you kind of hear that from them. You're like, OK, I know how you were raised kind of thing. Right. Right. Well, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up about the employees. So I, I personally know and I've known of kids. I've talked to adults that have grew up and they had rough childhoods growing up. 
And part of their rehabilitation or their learning process was they were sent to grandma and grandpa's farm. And that's where they spent the summer or, or a couple months or something like that. And it really straightened them up. They, they got a better perspective on life. Have you ever taken on volunteer children or volunteer even adults um, or even your employees? How do they learn through that process? Have you ever considered any of that? Well, there's legalities with it. We're set up as a for-profit right. business, so we can't just um, – the way the government works is you cannot take people in like that and have them do any – work that's materially benefits the business without treating them, you know, workers comp and, you know, all of that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. So we haven't done that. Um, now that being said, we have had several employees at rough patches in their life, um, you know, back home from war, that kind of thing who have come and worked with us as full-time employees. Um, and, you know, we, we help them get you know, we, you can't be a part of, of, of the of the goat milk stuff team and on the farm and, and not get a lot of, of the <laughs> having me treat you like one of my children sometimes. So, so awesome. yeah, they tend to awesome. hear a lot of it. Awesome. No, I like that. And I think I personally think it probably is better to do it in a compensation way as an employee uh, just for the full benefit of it. I think it's great. Yeah, really wonderful. So before we move on into the pay it forward part of the show, I'd love to hear any sort of, you've already mentioned a good news story from your husband's aspect and as far as, you know, the cracking of his hands and stuff. And I know how that goes and it, it helped out with that. What have your products done or just the business in general done for other families? You know, it, that's probably one of my favorite parts about running goat milk stuff is the, the feedback that I get. I actually just had someone in the store here today who's been um, a customer of ours for years and her, um, I think it was her second son had terrible, terrible eczema. And um, a friend recommended our purity soap and our unscented lotion stick for him, and it just changed his life. And she, st she just was so kind and loving and was just, it was amazing. And she said, I, I, I was willing to do anything and nothing we tried worked. And, you know, someone recommended soap. It was just so simple soap. And it, you know, made his life from being miserable and scratching and itching and bleeding all the time to just a normal kid. Mm. And so I hear stories like that. And it just, it just blows me away because God is so good. You know I mean? It, because I'm not a chemist, right? I'm, I didn't do anything special other than make soap for my own family. And we didn't have eczema. You know, I didn't know that this was going to help people that way. I didn't know it was going to stop my husband's fingers from cracking and splitting. You know, God just put all of that together. And it's it's amazing to, to hear stories like that. I absolutely love it. It truly, truly warms my heart. I, I love hearing stories like that. And I can imagine the child with the eczema and not, you know, the bleeding. I've seen this before and it's so frustrating. And for you to be a, a part in that healing process, truly, truly amazing. And I thank you for that. So we are at the part of the show, PJ, where we're going to pay it forward. So you ready to do that? Sure, absolutely. Awesome. So share with our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Um, so I think so many of us get caught up in the culture that everything has to be done and we have to take advantage of every good opportunity out there. And I think by getting involved in all of the good things, we miss out on some of the best things that God has for us. So I generally try and tell people, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you know, it, sometimes it's just you're not able to just sit and enjoy your life and enjoy your family and what you're doing. Take a look at 
everything in your life and figure out one thing to drop. And it's not going to be easy, right? Getting, you know, telling people no, we let people down or we feel like we're letting people down. That's very difficult to do. But if you can just, you know, open up a little bit of space in your schedule where you can just kind of be in the moment and have more free time to be, whether it's, you know, with yourself in introspective, with God, with your children, that's going to make a huge difference in your life. And then the next step would be the next time someone asks you to do something to say no, you know, that you're not going to, because you've created that hole, right? A lot of us then try and fill it in with the next thing, you know, to be able to then follow up and say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do anything else. Yeah, very good. And thank you for sharing that. I love that you said that. What daily habits, other than dealing with your goats and your business and everything, but what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? You know, being the mom, being the entrepreneur, being the one who kind of drives everything around here, um, I really have to learn to take care of myself, right? Um, not, you know, not pamper myself, not, not put myself up on a pedestal or anything, but, you know, do the things that I need to do for myself to be able to keep functioning forward. So for me, uh, you know, getting to sleep on time is probably one of the hardest habits that I have to daily really work hard to maintain. But that is just, it's just essential for us to be as productive as we are. Wonderful. Absolutely. So what are you reading or listening to right now that you would recommend to our Abundant Leaders and why? Well, I am actually reading um, the the Chronicles of Narnia out loud to the children, (laughs) something Mm. that we had done um, several years ago. And the younger children don't remember it and the older children wanted me to do it again. And it's amazing how, um, you know, every time I reread that, just how you can see God in it and just how it makes you think about the parallels with your life. So I absolutely love that. And then I'm actually right now reading, I just finished the um, Alexander Hamilton uh, biography by Ron Chernow that was uh, based on the, or that was used to um, create the Broadway play. So I just finished that. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Totally recommend that. And then I'm reading a book called um, Fortune's Children, which is the story of um, Cornelius Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, and um, who was you know the wealthiest man at that time ever, and how he passed all his fortune down to his children. And it's actually the story. It breaks down what happened to all the children and how basically they just wasted millions of dollars and, Mm. you know, (laughs) one of them becomes bankrupt and whatnot. And that's like really scary for me because, you know, we're we're working towards um, planning, you know, succession planning, how we're going to pass the building, the business down to the children and, and kind of organize all of that. And so to be reading this and seeing them just like totally, you know, blow everything is, is really a eye-opening <laughs> experience. Yeah. I can see your concern there too, but I would think that since your children are deeply involved in the business, that makes a difference because I have not read that book, but I do know some of the story and I've know the story of the Hiltons and other families like that. But when the when the fortunes handed down to the kids who had nothing to do with the business, they were given instead of earning. So it does make a huge difference in the mindset, I think. And I, like I said, I haven't read that particular story, but I, that book, but I do know the story. Is that kind of what you're getting from the book thus far? 
Oh, well, yeah. I mean, a couple of the kids, the, the boys worked and it was their wives were <laughs> really instrumental in blowing the, you know, the million dollar mm. fortune. So um, uh, we don't we don't have any any spouses yet involved in the children's yeah. lives. So um, it's kind of it's kind of making me be like, OK, <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. have to really uh, make sure they pick some good spouses so they don't blow it all. <laughs> That and get them out there milking some goats right away too. Yeah, it says a lot about a person <laughs> how you're how you're you know even not so much the milking but you know cleaning the stalls. That's always says a lot about a person's character how they handle cleaning right. stalls out. I can see that conversation going on something like yeah you can have my consent just here's the pitchfork go out there and clean the stall. Yep, yep. And we'll see how you do. Uh huh. <laughs> your next your your uh, choose your next words very um, carefully. Very carefully. <laughs> Because uh, that's going to be a deciding factor. Very cool. Yep. So what do you feel that holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I think they're distracted. I think we get distracted in the by the expectations put upon us. You know, we're ex- people expect us to do this and, and take care of that and behave a certain way. And um, we we end up, you know, falling into that and not doing what God really has for us and what's really important in our lives. Um, and I think that's a chronic problem for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, me too. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you and your family? You know, for us, it really is having the, you know, it's working hard, obviously, so we can, um, we say we work hard so we can play hard. Um, but it's having the space to enjoy each other as a family and to just you know, really be at peace with where we are and have time to to listen um, and to put ourselves into the people that God brings into our life, right? We, we've had a lot of opportunities where God has just, you know, dropped people into our laps and we've been able to minister to them, help them. And we can do that because we, because we run our own business, we have a little more flexibility. I mean, yes, it's a farm, so there's always, always work to be done, right? But for most of the time, because it's a farm, you can bring people alongside you and be like, come on, we're going to go you know, weed the garden and, and let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, So um, mm. it's just really enjoying the day-to-day of what you do. Wonderful. Yeah, I love that. So before we close this up, what do we not talk about that you'd like to ensure that our abundant leaders get from our conversation today? You know, I just really think that there's so many opportunities for for people to take advantage of, right? Like we started goat milk stuff in the in the middle of the 2008 financial crisis and people were like, "What are you crazy starting a business now? Don't you know everything's, you know, mm-hmm. falling apart?" And we're like, "Well, you know, this is what God has for us. This is we're we're just doing, we're just following his leading and, you know, if this is if we're right and this is what he has, he's just going to bless it." And I think so many people, if they can recognize that, and now I do want to make sure that you understand, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, right? Because I hear that a lot. Oh, this is really hard, so it must not be what God wants for me. And no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Just because it's what God wants for you doesn't mean that it's, it's, not, uh, it's not going to be difficult. But if you can get to that point in your lives, it's going to take time and effort, but you're just going to enjoy like you said, a life of abundance so much more than if you're stuck or if you're feeling stuck where you're at. Yeah, it's that scarcity mindset. If you would have stuck with that scarcity mindset back when you first got started, as per what you were saying when you know your colleagues or friends or whatever was telling you, 
you certainly would not be where you're at today. The scarcity mindset holds so many people back. And the fact is, there is so much abundance in the world that God provides. And too many people want to take the path of least resistance. That's not God's path, uh, <laughs> in my experience. And that experience of many people that I've talked to who are truly living a life of abundance like you and your family, it just truly warms my heart to see you guys doing what you're doing and having the time to spend together and homeschooling and teaching your kids real life experiences and skills and helping so many other families with your products and with the goat stuff. It's just amazing. I absolutely love everything you're doing. Thanks. I, I am very, very blessed. I am living, you know, it's, it's funny because we just had this conversation with my husband a couple weeks ago. You know, I always said growing, you know, guys, I grew up on, um, on an island and I always said that I wanted to retire to the ocean, right? When we were all done and, you know, that I wanted to just have a beach house and just retire and be beach bums. And a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know what? I said, I can't, I can't do it. I can't leave the farm. I can't leave my goats. I can't leave my garden. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's not my dream anymore. That's not how I want to retire. I, I want to retire here. I want to do a little bit less work than I'm doing right now. But this is, you know, this is now my new dream. And I think that's, you know, that says it all. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting how that goes. I actually did end up on the beach. I'm out here right on the beach in, in Hawaii and love my life. But I venture to think that if I had gone down your road, I would probably stay right where you're at. It just seems so much more natural for you and your family. Yeah, we're, we're really blessed. Wonderful. So other than goatmilkstuff.com, beautiful, beautiful site. I just absolutely love it. You've got so many videos on here and, and your children, your family, and, and everything else. Other than goatmilkstuff.com, how else can our abundant leaders find out more about you? Or is that it? And uh, if that's it, that's perfect. Yep. No, we have, we're all over social media at Goat Milk Stuff. So Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, um, all under Goat Milk Stuff. And then I did want to make an offer for your listeners. If they want to try a bar of uh, the soap for free, all they have to do is go to www.goatmilkstuff.com slash men soap. That's all one, one word, men soap. And um, they can get a free bar of soap to try. Well, that's perfect. I don't know how often we have men and soap in the same <laughs> URL. It's definitely needed. <laughs> and uh, I truly appreciate that. I will have that linked up at menofabundance.com. PJ, I truly appreciate that offer. I will certainly be taking advantage of that myself. And uh, I'm sure my wife and I are really into a lot of different remedies. We are not into medications and stuff. We always try something more natural before we do anything else. And uh, this is right up our alley. Well, good. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure we will. PJ, it's been a pleasure. I knew it would be. And I thank you very much for your time and just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Aloha. All right, guys. As PJ said, it's so wonderfully. Too often, we let other people's expectations of us hold us back from what we should really be doing. And you know what that is. We often let society dictate who we should be, how we should show up in the world, and how we should be serving humanity. There are so many opportunities for you to take advantage of, and you have the skills to add value to other people, and there are so many opportunities for you to do so. You just have to make the decision on if you're going to take advantage of that opportunity, and you know I'm not the type of guy to tell you, stop everything you're doing, put 100% effort into the next thing. You can't do, most people can't do that. You have families to support, but you can do it slowly. 
and work into it. Eventually let it be your thing. But what I'm saying is don't be afraid to try new things and to go the path that you feel you should be going on, not the path of least resistance, because the path of least resistance is not God's way. If it were, everybody would take that route. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. The only way that you can learn is by those hard lessons, through those hard lessons. You don't learn a darn thing. As much as I want to be able to just lay in a hammock on the beach for the rest of my life, And I know many of you are thinking, man, that sounds amazing. And it is to be able to do that for a short period of time. But you can't do that for very long. Eventually, you have to get out and you have to start adding value to other people's lives because that's who we are as human beings. We have to be able to add value to other people's lives to feel purpose in our life. That's how we grow as human beings. All right, guys, I'd love to hear your feedback on this. As usual, you can leave your comments down below on the website at menofabundance.com forward slash 126 for this episode, or you can leave them in the private Facebook group or even on the Facebook fan page. Lots of opportunities to leave your comments. I love to hear them. I love to have the conversation. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.